The food mood connection is an actual real thing. It's not just a play on words or some marketing ploy. The vagus nerve or vagal nerve serves as a link between the central nervous system and the enteric nervous system. The enteric nervous system, ENS, may trigger big emotional shifts experienced by people coping with, say, irritable bowel syndrome and functional bowel problems such as constipation, diarrhea, bloating, upset stomach, and so on. And so for a while, researchers and doctors thought that anxiety and depression contributed to these problems. But as time progressed, other studies began to show that it was the other way around. Now researchers are finding evidence that irritation in the gastrointestinal system may send signals to the central nervous system, CNS, that trigger mood changes. So, the food mood connection, i.e. CNS and ENS, serves as the brain-gut axis, which enables the bidirectional connection between the brain and the gastrointestinal tract. It's responsible for monitoring the physiological homeostasis and connecting the emotional and cognitive areas of the brain with peripheral intestinal functions such as immune activation, intestinal permeability, and enteric reflex. And so we can all agree that success in any relationship and or system begins with communication. It is not only integral, it's paramount. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Eat, Live, Love, Train. It's not a tagline. It's a lifestyle and a community of individuals devoted to food, wine, and wellness. I'm your host, Chef Shannon, executive chef, certified sommelier, and certified wellness coach. Also, proud Air Force veteran. Hashtag gratitude. As you listen, this will be one of the best moments of your week, where you're entertained like a stand-up, educated like a TED Talk, and enlightened like a sermon. If you're new around here, welcome. You can find me at eatliveloveTrain.com. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe. You can listen over at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Alexa TuneIn, Pandora, and Google Podcast. I appreciate you. And if you got something on your mind, feel free to DM me on Instagram at eatliveloveTrain. And if you're not new, then you already know how we get down around here. If you would like to be a part of the Food, Wine, and Wellness Tribe and get routine updates and notifications on pop-ups, live streams, promos, members-only exclusive videos, podcasts, and or giveaways, be sure to get on the list to receive the newsletter. You don't want to miss out on opportunities that will enhance your kitchen game, hosting skills, food and wine persona, and bring added value to both your personal and professional relationships overall. You can sign up to get all these updates at eatlivelovetrain.com forward slash newsletter. Have you ever heard the expression rock gut? It essentially means that an individual can eat almost anything or virtually anything without getting an upset stomach or without that food disagreeing with them. (laughs) I have several friends that have so-called rock gut. Anyway, maintaining a healthy gut is a science. Anyone with a desire to stay healthy must maintain their immune system. 
Indeed, only if it's strong enough can the organisms resist the numerous bacteria and viruses in the environment. This applies even when the summer season, while it may be a period with fewer strains of flu or cold, their bodies still susceptible to overheating or cramps or dehydration and so on. Summer is also a time where people tend to get out more, enjoy the weather, they tend to travel more, eat more exotic foods and interact with people much more often. And so these activities can have an impact on our immune system and our gut health. So why is maintaining gut health so important? Well, the most important part of digestion takes place in the intestines. The intestinal walls absorb the important nutrients our bodies require to function properly. And that which is not digested exists throughout the body. And so if this absorption process does not take effect, the body will fail to take in the important materials from the food, i.e. the nutrients. Therefore, those nutrients will not be able to go out into the body. To further enhance the body's systems in their respective nature. In addition to that, they also make the body susceptible to toxins. Now this can cause problems given the fact that nutrients have no other means of entering the organism except through the intestinal absorption process. And so again, the body can end up lacking in nutrients even if we've eaten or consumed plenty of food. And so as a result, digestion can be problematic and the intestines can become irritated and absorb undesired materials which in turn may lead to the formation of food intolerances and allergies. This leads into compounding issues including serious illnesses. And so as you are going about your lifestyle, eating certain foods, traveling, what are some things that you can do or what are some of the best steps that you can take and implement in your life? Well, one thing you can do is to ensure that your gut contains bacteria that supports correct digestion and material absorption and not those that cause inflammation and diseases by producing toxins. This intestinal balance is a fragile thing, so you got to understand and take care of it diligently. It can be disrupted by a number of things. Uh, it could be antibiotics, for example. Antibiotics eliminate not only the cause of an illness that is being treated, but they also eliminate the good gut bacteria. Imbalances can come about due to eating an insufficient number of fruits and vegetables, malnourishment, eating irregularly, consuming too much white bread, too much coffee, too much alcohol, or even being chronically stressed. So it goes without saying that we have a great deal of influence on our gut health through our eating habits and our choices in food. Probiotics are a great aid in this struggle as they are highly beneficial in ensuring proper bowel function. You should always consume some when taking antibiotics to stabilize your digestion. Doing so will ensure your body absorbs the right materials and avoids taking in toxins. Not consuming enough probiotics and abdominal disbalances lead to digestive issues such as constipation, diarrhea, gaseousness, 
These last for a long period of time. They can cause even more damage, such as chronic intestinal inflammations or even cancer. This is why an optimal intestinal microflora is very important if you desire to stay healthy in the long term. You can achieve this by regularly consuming living microcultures, be it through yogurts or other fermented foods and vegetables. Some popular fermented foods, kombucha, kimchi, kefir, sauerkraut, really excellent probiotic foods. And so probiotics can also be substituted with digestive pills, but only for a short period of time. It's best if you get them through your whole foods. Also keep in mind that prebiotics are another part of the equation. Prebiotics are important for the gut to do its job correctly as well. The body can't digest these materials, but they serve as food for probiotics bacteria, ensuring their growth. So, in essence, they have a positive effect on healthy digestion. Now, I mentioned the risks associated with intestinal imbalances, constipation, and diarrhea. And so, when you're considering these two things, constipation and diarrhea, it's critical that the body drinks or consumes enough water and you stay hydrated. They say at least 53 fluid ounces or one to three liters per day. Stay hydrated even if you're not thirsty. And although many people may not be aware of this, diarrhea is the result of dehydration. And when it comes to eating habits, it's not always about avoiding certain foods, but also eating correctly so as to help the digestive system return to its natural state so it functions properly. Now, the million dollar question, how do you do that? Well, when you're constipated, and hey, listen, we can talk about this. We're fam, right? So no shame, no shade, no salt. But consider this. When you're constipated, the bowels need stimulation to start working again and eliminate the materials that don't belong in the body. So what helps is consuming plenty of fiber. We have all heard about fiber and we've all heard about bran. Fiber increases during digestion, which prompts the intestines to take action. What also helps is drinking some water, room temperature water, on an empty stomach, ideally along with freshly squeezed lemon juice or lemon water. Okay, so you can do lemon water. You can also do a uh, coriander tea. These things help stimulate the bowel system. Now, it's certainly better to harmonize the intestinal activity through proper eating habits and herbal teas that are more drastic in option, such as laxatives. If you've ever had a date with milk of magnesia, yeah, the milkshake of champions. It'll clean your pipes, all right. Get your right as rain. <laughs> I can count on one hand how many times I've had to take a laxative in my entire life. Two times. And let me tell you, 
if you ever take one, make sure you're not traveling, make sure you're not on the road, and whatever you do, make sure you're not on a plane ride. I strongly recommend and encourage you don't have any plans for that day, maybe even the next day. Just saying. So, at all costs, you'll want to be a regular Joe when it comes to bowel movements. Or a regular Jane. You know another remedy, real quick, that uh, makes you go? Um, that's a natural noxative, kind of, is um, castor oil. Yep, castor oil works like a champ. Tastes like crap, but works like a champ. Okay, another trick that works like a champ, naturally, is uh, fennel tea. Fennel tea works like a champ as well. All right, a teaspoon of ground fennel, cup of water, infuse it for 10 minutes, and then there you have it. But the important thing that I do want to leave you with is take care of your gut. Food mood connection is in fact real. And again, as a reminder, you want to maintain or have that proper balance of probiotics and prebiotics. Probiotics being healthy gut bacteria, such as fermented foods, um, or foods that have live cultures. So, probiotics, yogurt, kimchi, kombucha, kefir, sauerkraut. Then you have the prebiotics. And prebiotics are what you feed the probiotics. <laughs> so, the examples or some examples of prebiotics are garlic, onions, leeks, asparagus, Broccoli, barley, oats, certain types of yams, apples, and so on. And so as you are stepping up your kitchen game, stepping up your grocery game, sourcing smart and sustainable ingredients, and you incorporate both probiotics and prebiotics into your diet, not only are you going to feel good, you're going to look good. And so I'll leave you with two key takeaways from today's episode. Communication and balance. Communication between the ENS and the CNS. And balance between the probiotics and prebiotics. These are my thoughts, and I'm curious to hear what you have to say on the subject matter. Feel free to send your comments or questions to Chef coach at eatlivelovetrain.com or you can DM me on Instagram at eatlivelovetrain. As always, I appreciate you tuning in and remember, we are a reflection of what we eat. I'll see you next time.